Hey, welcome to the Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Just sit down in a corner and let the Holy Spirit have his way. Certainly the Lord is in this place. Now I'm going to say that one more God, one more time. Certainly the Lord is in this place. And let me, let me just say that the level of anointing that's in this house, it's outstanding. It's just crazy. No, you see, you're, you're taking it lightly. I, I promise you, what you have here, you don't find it everywhere. I promise you, what you have here in this house, you don't find it everywhere. You better honor God for the kind of glory that's in this place, in this church, in this house. And you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't experienced nothing yet. God is going to wow us. Come on, Holy Spirit. All right, stop. I already got my clock going. We honor the men of God and the women of God of this house. Anybody grateful for their pastors? I said anybody grateful for Pastor Israel, Pastor Glory? Yes, sir. Amen. We praise God for them and their leadership team. Those of you who battled it out during 2020 when COVID was smacking everyone and we were all scratching our heads, how are we going to do this? Amen. And you know, the Bible says that the gates of hell will never prevail against the church. I said the gates of hell will never prevail. And aren't you glad that hell cannot prevail against you? You're... See, because they, they, I got it. You thought when I said church, you met, you thought building, and I didn't talk about building. The church has nothing to do with building. We can find ourselves in a basement. I know there's no basement here in Florida, but for us New Yorkers, we know we can be in a basement and have some church. Anybody know what I'm talking about? My God, let me just say that this is, has been a blessing, blessing, blessing to be with you guys. Even beginning on Friday, there's a little bit of feedback. I don't know if you hear it on that end. I hear it on this end. Even on Friday, let me tell you something. Whenever a church has a bunch of men who will shout to God. Don't ever get used to what God is doing here. Time for the people in the back. Don't ever get used to. God is doing here because it's not happening everywhere and sometimes when 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 you have something good you know in Spanish we say nadie sabe lo que tiene hasta come on y'all know what I'm talking about nobody knows what they have until and sometimes you can you can you can you can appreciate your wife's cooking it but there comes a season when sometimes you kind of forget because she's cooked for you so much. But let her not cook for you for a week or two. And you got to eat McDonald's and Popeye's. And, and you can get used to. Sometimes we can, we can sit under a good word. And be under good leadership. And be under a heavy anointing. And we just think it's normal. We just, oh, this, you know. And take it for. And what's happening here at TOC is not happening every place. And we're not disrespecting any other place. We're just acknowledging what the Lord has been. And we've been watching. We've been watching. We've been watching y'all online. We've been watching y'all through Instagram and, and so forth. And it's just an awe. I mean, I was just standing there while that young girl over there was just ripping the mic. And then and I'm, the worship team is on fire. Don't, don't, don't. Don't ever devalue what you guys got. But each week you should be, okay, God, how do we take it higher? How do we take it higher? Listen, you sometimes don't realize, I'm not even supposed to be all on this, but sometimes we don't realize the work that the worship team has to put in. 
Y'all think they just show up and blah, 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 and here it is. No, no, what, what they got to do is usher us into the presence of God. They set the tone and the atmosphere. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I understood that not even the keyboard is from, he, from here. And I'm thinking, how is this, this even working? How they're, how they're all in sync and everything is just falling into place. And, and, and it's because when you're under the anointing and you get connected to anointing, things just come... I mean, they even made me sound good. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, Lord. And so please don't ever take this. I, I know, I know. I, I believe that even if I don't even preach anymore, I think God did whatever he just had to do. And I'm not arrogant and conceited enough to assume that I need to add my part so that God never, 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 God has, has truly been in this place. And. I don't know about y'all, but I came and I said, okay, God, I got you. I've received mines. I've received mines. I said the preacher received his from Friday, even on Saturday, even on this morning and right now. Amen. We've just been blessed and blessed and blessed. Let me, let me introduce you to my lovely uh, girlfriend. This November, we will be celebrating 23 years of marriage. Amen. Yeah. I'm so thankful that she stuck around even when people told her to cut loose. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. And we've made it through the storm. And, and, and you know, I'll tell you how much God speaks. Because you all don't really understand. I was standing there and I was, I was, you know, the worship. And I heard God. He says, don't worry. I'm going to use you all story. To minister to people. And I said, all right, God, I hear you, you know, and I had to bow my head because we got a story. We got a testimony. And I've been asking God, oh, God, how, how, are, you, how are we going to how are we going to put it all together so that we can be able to share it with the people? Amen. And so, um, you know, pray for us. Pray for us as we are are seeking the direction and guidance of God. Amen. 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 All right. Y'all ready for the word? I'm ready to hurry up because I only got, I figured out how to work this thing and now I got it. All right, go with me to the book of Joshua, book of Joshua, chapter 6, book of Joshua, chapter 6. You don't have to stand. You can be seated. Don't worry. Amen. You're not going to hell for not standing. Amen. We worship you, Lord. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel good in this place, man. I feel like God is just amazing, amazing, amazing. Bless the Lord. We just honor God. We just, I'm going to be 41 on Tuesday. Can you believe that? 41. I'm a baby, right? Thank you, Pastor. I feel like a baby. I feel like a baby. My wife is 41. She's older than me. She's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> No, he did. He looked at, she looked at her like, you going to allow this foolishness? <laughs> I'd like to tease her because she is older than me. Even if it is for a couple of weeks, she's still older than me. No, we, 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 we love growing old together. Amen. Amen. Joshua chapter 6 verse 1 says, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out. And none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king, and the mighty men of valor. These are the thugs of Jericho. He says, You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do for six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then, somebody say then. The walls of the city will fall down flat. And the people shall go up, every man, straight 
before him. And for the next 24 minutes and 43 seconds, I want to preach to you under the title, Straight Forward. Somebody say straight forward. It's kind of like an oxymoron, right? Because straight forward should be the same thing, but you know, straight forward. I love the book of Joshua because the book of Joshua to me is a book of transition. It is a book of change. It is, to me, a book of victory because it is where God begins to fulfill what he declared to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. He begins to fulfill his word of taking the people of Israel from the desert into the promised land. Notice that God took them out of Egypt and they got stuck in that desert. For many of us, God took us out of Egypt, but most of us are stuck in the desert. You fail to realize that there's still a promised land. As a matter of fact, if I see it this way, I can say that they almost followed the same thing as Abraham. Because the Bible says in chapter 11 that Abraham and his father Terah left the land to go to Canaan. But then they settled. And they never entered into the land of Canaan because they settled. Oh, come on, pastor. Some of us are settling where God didn't tell you to settle. You, you, you got so used to the desert that you made the desert your home. And God, God begins to tell Israel, listen, I know, I know, I know. You see, because you got to understand, it's like you said, it's never the same. It, it, you got to understand, for some of us, because we see the cloud and the fire in the desert and because we see the manna, we think this is home. But look at your neighbor and tell them this ain't it, this ain't it, this ain't it, this ain't it. I mean the cloud is impressive. It's impressive to see the, the cloud in the day and it's impressive to see the fire by now. And it's impressive to wake up every morning and see the manna. But God said this ain't it, this ain't it. Because you're still kicking up dirt and God says where I got you going, there's no dirt. Oh my Lord, help me Jesus, help me Jesus. So finally, God speaks to Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 1 and so forth. He begins to tell Moses, Moses, get ready. Look at your neighbor and tell him, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. He, and in chapter 1 of Joshua, he tells Joshua, listen, 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 listen. Somebody say, listen. He said, Moses is dead. Moses is dead. Moses is dead. The leader, the one that carried the vision from the beginning, he said, the man is dead. Anytime there's death in the Bible, that means there's a transition. He says, Moses is deaf. You cried long enough. Now it's time to move. Look at your neighbor and tell him how long you're going to stay there. Yeah, because it took 30 days, according to Jewish tradition, according to the people of Israel, it took about 30 days to mourn. Some, some of us Spanish people from back in the day when we didn't serve the Lord, you know, when there, somebody died, they had the, you know, they've come with the rosaries and for, for X amount of days, they, you know, Dios te sabe María llena de gracia, you know, you know, you know. My Anglo people are like, what? Yeah, because there was a belief that if somebody died, that they were just wandering. They didn't know where they were going. That's not what we believe. For 30 days, they cried out for Moses. They cried, oh, my God, the leader. Oh, my God, Moses. Oh, my God, Jesus. We lost it. We lost it. We lost it. And God said, all right, it is enough is enough. How long are you going to pity this? The reason why this is important is because for some of us, whenever we go through a trauma, you just stay stuck in that trauma. God is trying to push you to the next level, but you're still telling God about what had happened. What had happened, Lord? He left me. Look at these kids. He left me with three kids. So what? Oh, my God, God, you don't understand. They did this. They did that. They talked about me. Okay, I heard you, but that was in the 80s. It's 2021. What's up? When are, when, when are you going to put that sorry excuse away when are you gonna bury this thing and then move on to what it is that I am calling you to do so God said Moses is dead enough is enough you cried up enough that's it let's go prepare somebody say prepare God tells Joshua it is time to prepare because every transition requires preparation 
If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do something, I need to prepare for it. Prepare for it. You know, I'm trying to stay in shape, so I prepare for it the day before by putting my gym clothes next to. Because if it ain't there, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Those of you that said y'all were gonna get better shape, I'm not like my brother over there. Like, all I do is put smaller shirts, and it looks just like that. I know that. I know. Look at that. Y'all better stop. Somebody says transitions requires preparation. You got to prepare your mind for where it is that God is taking you. You got to start thinking towards the place that God, because I can't go with this mindset to that place. I got to change the mind now. I got I to gotta imagine myself and what it is that God has for me. I got to see myself driving the kind of car God has for me. I got to see myself doing the business that God has for me. I got to see myself preaching the way God wants me to preach. I got I to gotta prepare my environment because God just don't flow everywhere. I got to clean my house out, take some people out, put some people in. Come on, y'all not ready for me now. Somebody say, prepare, prepare, prepare. I got to prepare some relationships. Some people, I got to tell them, deuces, you got to go because you are disturbing what God has for me. Do you know that Abraham took Lot with him and until God, until Lot didn't get kicked out, God didn't ever speak to him again? Some of you are wondering, God, where are you? I can't talk to you. You got somebody in your way. You want to hear fulano and fulana more than you want to hear my voice. But until you don't kick them out, I won't speak. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I think he's talking about you and so and so. Can't, you can't take Lot wherever it is that you want to go. Some people, you got to just let them go. I'm out. It was for a season and you made it permanent. You got to get physically prepared. You got to get physically prepared. Because for God's assignment, you got to be ready. You got to be rested. You got your mind. Your mind got to be right. Your heart got to be right. Your spirit got to be right. Your soul. I'm getting prepared because I, I got to know what God. There's a new season, so I got to be ready for it. And preparation is prophetic. Somebody say preparation, preparation. is prophetic. Preparation. It's prophetic because it's an indication of what's going to happen. Whenever you see me preparing, it's because whenever you see somebody packing, what do you tell them? Are you moving? Yes, I am. Some of y'all should be packing right now, even though you don't have a house in mind yet. But God said, prepare, prepare. Begin to put your stuff away. Begin. If you get comfortable where you're at, he can't take you where you're going. But if I begin to say, this house is way too small for what it is that God has for me. This, this, uh, put them clothes in a box. Where are we going to sleep out of a box until God don't? Uh, somebody say, Preparation. It's prophetic. I got to put things in order. I got I to gotta prepare for what it is. And when God sees you preparing, he says, he's ready. I got to do it now. And it is true that although we cannot prepare for all the components of a transition, we can definitely take certain actions that will help us change and transition more effectively. See, some of you can't transition because you want to fight God in every moment. God want to do something in your life and you're like, ay, es que no puedo. And God's saying that. All right, keep on, Pastor. Hurry up. Joshua's in the middle of a transition. God. Don't, don't push me. I can preach for a long time. Joshua's in the middle of transition. God speaks to him in chapter 1. Check this out. Check this out. And in chapter 1, he tells him, get ready. Somebody say, get ready. Because in three days, you're about to move. What am I trying to tell you? Sometimes you can be in a season for a long time. But when God is ready to shift you, it'll take seconds. Oh, my God. 
It will take as long as you're willing to receive the word. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. I said transition, the shift God is speaking, is speaking about. He says it will take as long as you receive the word. What are you saying? All this time God has been waiting for you. To accept what he's prophetically declared over your life. So that he can show you that he's more than enough. But because you're still trying to doubt whether he's going to do it. When he's going to do it. How he's going to do it. If he's going to do it. God said I can't work with you in that mindset. But if you are ready to receive a transition. All you got to do is receive it. God I don't know how but I accept it. I don't know when but I'm going to accept it. I don't know through who but I will receive it. He said because you believe I'll shift this thing right now he says it's an immediate transition somebody say immediate one moment you can be going through something and by this time tomorrow God will change everything for you I feel like that's a word for this house I can I tell you I've preached this before this title but not this sermon I, everything switched on me. And I feel like God is saying it's going to happen sooner than you think. Faster than you think. And as I said in the Spanish, I'll say, it's not going to shock you. It's going to shock those that doubted you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. People are going to look at you from one day to the next. They're going to be like, wait, wait, what happened there? Oh, it's because God gave me a word and I believed it when he said it. And it doesn't, oh, my God, it doesn't matter what it looks like now. If God declares, he'll make it happen right now. Okay, 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 okay. Now, check this out. It ain't part of the second, but you can say it next Sunday. You got to be careful. Don't be like the king's servant. In 2 Kings, oh my God, help me, Lord. 2 Kings, 2 Kings, I believe it's chapter 8. I'm not really sure. It's there. When the prophet, the people of Israel were going hungry. And the man of God came and he declared to the king, by this time tomorrow. By this time tomorrow, he says, God is going to bless you. I'm paraphrasing. And the king, the king had a man who he trusted. And the man said, and because he didn't believe, the prophet told him, God is going to do it, but you ain't going to eat out of it. What are you saying, pastor? Don't be the one questioning. Don't be the one questioning because you're going to find that the person next to you is getting blessed and you're getting shortchanged. And it's because you went, will God do that? He said, when I say it, you believe it, you declare. Oh. All right. Moses is dead. And he tells them, let's go. It's time to move. Somebody say it's time to move. God says, I'm going to be with you. Chapter 1, he begins to encourage him. He says, Joshua, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. In other words, I got you. He says, all I need you to do, all I need you to do is be courageous. All I need you to do, all I need you to do is that same talk you did when you was in the world. I need you to keep that same talk now that you're, because some of us, we, we, we were tough when we was in the street, came to the kingdom, something happened, we don't know what happened. What happened? What happened? Some of y'all men, I know, I know how y'all, y'all look based and everything, but let there be nobody in your house all of a sudden, you don't know. Let there No man said nothing to me right now. I remember, you know, I'm used to New York noise, New York noise, right? I do, when I first moved in, <laughs> I moved in from New York by myself. Wife was still at New York with the children. Got the house, and I'm sleeping there by myself because she came like two months later or something like that. And then I remember one day I'm on the phone with her, and I heard a noise. Like I said, I'm used to New York noise. I'm not used to Florida noise. It's different. I heard something, Pastor. I said, shh. shh. Now, don't judge me. Please don't judge me. Please don't judge me. Somebody said, don't judge him. I went to the closet, got the Glock. 
some reason we come to God. <laughs> okay, don't judge me. But for some, he says, I need you to be courageous. I need you to be bold. Because what we're about to do requires you to be strong. Come on, stronger. I, I, I followed everything. I followed everything, Pastor. I paid attention to everything, 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 everything. I said, stronger. I said, okay, God, I think you're talking to me now. I think you're talking to Pastor, I don't know if you remember what you spoke on Friday. You started talking about Caleb and conquering. I said, okay, I hear you. I hear you, Lord. You're talking. You're talking. You're talking. You're talking. He requires us to be strong. Because what we're about to do requires us to be bold. He says nobody's ever done it before. What, what TOC is about to do in this city, in this community, in this area, nobody has ever done it before. So we, we, we don't, you know, sometimes that thugness want to come out. We don't, we don't need, we don't need no punks in here. We, we don't need nobody to be like, oh my God, is that what we're going to do? Yeah, yeah, we're going to be bold and audacious and courageous and fearless. Oh my God, we're going to do things and we need people that will be willing to put their arms, their, oh my God, and begin to wrap things and put their hair. You know how you used to do when you was getting ready to get, get that Vaseline in your face, pull your hair back, get ready because what God is about to do in this house. He says, I got an assignment. I need you to be bold. I need you to be courageous. And this is how he responds. He responds by declaring to the people what God said. In other words, listen, he didn't change the message. He said, prepare. Somebody say, prepare. prepare. Joshua chapter 1, verse 10. So Joshua ordered. The officers of the people go through the camp and tell them, get your provisions ready. Get ready. He says, in three days, we'll cross the Jordan. In three days, we're out of here. So get ready. So what he's saying, he's declaring. What we must do is declare. We just declare. Somebody say declare. What has God been speaking to you about? What has he been speaking to you about as it relates to you? To your marriage, to your children, to your finances, to your health. You got to begin to speak that thing. Even when it doesn't look like it's going to happen now. He says prepare, 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 prepare. Get ready, we're leaving. Hey, what are we doing? We're leaving. Hey, we ready? You ready? We're leaving. We're leaving. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. We ain't waiting. We... We waited already 40 years, Papa. I'm not waiting no more. Not this time. Not this season. Not this moment. I missed it last time, but I won't miss it this time. I was excluded the last time, but don't count me out now, Pastor. Where we going? All right. And Israel had to be careful how they were going to respond because, like I said, the last time they messed up. The last time... They sent spies, and they came back, and they complained. It's easy to complain. They came back. They said, look, it's, it's a good land, but, but I don't think we can do it. And then he, they forfeited. Your words can forfeit what God has for you. And God said, because you spoke recklessly. That's why, that's why, and I'm going to jump ahead. That's why when they were giving the roundabout in the wall, he told them, don't make that same mistake. Come on, somebody look at your neighbor and tell them, you better bite your tongue. You better bite your tongue because you can forfeit what it is God is going to do. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So, so. Chapter 2, they sent spies. Chapter 3, they crossed the Jordan. Chapter 4 and 5, God circumcised them through Joshua because they needed to renew their covenant. For some of us, that's what we need to be. 
We need to recommit. COVID was a season for recommitting. COVID was a, you know, you know, you know you needed to stay in your house. Because you was acting a fool. I'm going to look this way because this side of me, I feel pressure. So, y'all better stop. They recommitted. They recommitted. They, 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 they said, God, we're going to get back to where we need to be. Because we're not going to miss it. Now they're in chapter 6. They are ready to conquer. <laughs> they're putting in the grind. They're doing the work. They got cut. Circumcised means that. Circumcised. They, they, became, they became wounded. They exposed themselves so that God can work in the area that nobody else can see. And God allowed them to wait till they were healed. Look at your neighbor and tell them you've been healed. No, you talk to the wrong neighbor. He still wants to hold on to the bitterness and the hurt and the pain. Look for the right neighbor. Look for the right neighbor and tell him you've been healed. You've been healed. Whatever your trauma, you've been healed. Whatever your situation, it's healed. Whatever your, see, 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 see. Let, oh, come on, pastor. Preach, preach, preach. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. This is a scar. This is not an open wound. That means this has been healed. That means no matter how many times you look at it, I'm not going to tell you, oh, it's just what happened was. No, no, no. It's healed already. I'm going to tell you, let me tell you what the Lord has done. And we go through all of this. And now we're in chapter 6. And when they get there, there's a wall. I'm here to talk to people who have hit a wall. You put in the grind. You put in the word. You prayed the prayer. You declared. You showed. You believed. And yet, you hit a wall. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Say for everybody, it's for those that are working. Those of us that are putting in the work, you know what I'm talking about. I trust it. I believe. I think this vision is for real. God, here I am. Let me go. Let me do it. And boom. There goes the wall. And now you're looking at the wall. And you're thinking, okay, God, what's up? Didn't you tell me to do this? Didn't you tell me to put in the work? Didn't you tell me if I did the grind? Didn't you tell me if I work it out? Here it is. What's up, God? I feel like this is going to fail now. Now what are we going to do? Because it was one thing when we was in the desert. It's another when we're facing it. This is the case. What's up, God? Help me out. I'm going to give you seven things. Seven things. Somebody say seven. And we out. Okay, there you go. Seven things that you should do when you hit a wall. First thing is, when Joshua saw the wall, chapter 6, notice that it says, no one went in, no one went out. The doors were closed. Anybody know what I'm talking about when the doors closed? You, you, you assume that that was the way that God was going to get you in. But the door closed. And nobody's going in. Nobody's going out. And you're looking for a little rat hole. Something, something, something. A plug. Y'all know how we do. Because we, we, yo, can you plug me in? Can you plug me in? Now nothing. You put in for the application. Not one job. God, where you told me if I followed you. You told me if I was faithful. You told me if I give my tithes. But I don't see the door opening. Nobody's coming in. Nobody's coming out. And the crazy thing about all of this, it's your fault. 
That's what the text said. Because of Israel. Nobody went in. Nobody went out. What do you do when you're the problem? Verse 2 says the clear the, what we want to hear. But God said. Somebody said, but God said. He said, but God spoke to Joshua. And the first one out of the seven principles, what you do when you hit a wall, the first thing God told them was, look. Look at the text. And it's, it's an exclamation point. It's not an add-on. God was yelling at him, look. Look. What, what am I trying to say? When we are facing a wall, when we hit our wall, the first thing we need to do is, number one, stay focused. Look at your neighbor and say, stay focused. This is stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. Stay committed to what you said you was going to do. Don't lose sight of where it is that God has taken you. I, I, I know, I know. It's a wall. It's a wall, bro. It's a wall. But God says, look, God says, see, what he was essentially saying is focus. That's how we do when we children, when the children are acting up, right? They're crying and you're like, hey, because you want them to what? Focus. You want them to pay attention. God needed to remind Joshua that where he was looking at was his present situation, not the future outcome. I'm going to say it for the back because nobody said nothing bad there. God says, I need you to understand that what you're looking at is your future, your, your present situation, but not your future outcome. He says, we, Paul said it this way, we walk by faith and not by sight. He says, what you're looking at now is going to mess you up. The problem with some of us is, let me tell you what it is. When, when, when we see a wall, we see it greater than what it actually is. So now, God tells Joshua, hey, focus. Right here. Right here. Hey, right here. And then he follows up with telling him, I have already given it to you. Okay, that's somebody's word right there. It's already a done deal. Look at your neighbor and tell him, it's already done. God always speaks in reference to what has happened. What he has already established. The outcome, he does not speak about your situation. God never goes, ay bendito. I understand. You're right. That is a wall. Wow. Never. Never. Read the word. Read the word. God never says, oh, I understand. I got you. Oh. I feel you. Never. He's always speaking about your future. Always speaking. When he spoke to Abraham, let me give it context. When he spoke to Abraham, he says, to your inheritance. Abraham said what? I don't got no children. He said, I ain't ask you that. Why, why do we always want to tell God what he never asked us? He said, he said, he said, he said, to your inheritance. Oh, I don't got no children. I ain't ask you that. Then he tried to fix it. He says, the only thing I got is this, 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 the child of the, the, the slave. He says, no, that, that ain't the one either. Because some of us, whenever God gives us a word, because it's so audacious and bodacious and, and, and crazy, sometimes when it doesn't happen, when we want it to happen, we try to fix it for God so that God don't look bad in front of the people that we told the promise to. It got real quiet in this Pentecostal church. You know, you know, what happened? I thought you said that God was going to. Well, you know what happened was, and we try to fix it. God didn't need you to fix nothing. Somebody say he don't need you to fix it. When God speaks to you, he's always referencing, referencing to your future, not your current. So when he says, when you say, and I said this on Friday to the men, when he says you're anointed, he's not talking to your mess right now. He's talking to the power of you for tomorrow. You just, you just got to walk this thing out. Okay, let me hurry up. Number two, number two. Number one is what? Stay focused. Even though the, word, even though the wall is there, what we need to focus, is, focus on is the word. What did God say? He said that we're going to conquer. He said this land is ours. 
He says that we are more overcome. That's why you got to have scripture. That's why, because there are moments when you're going through a struggle that the only thing that can get you out is the word of God. Okay, do I say it? Say it. Say it. That's why you, that's why you can't study the scriptures. And please, let me try to fix it because it's going to sound crazy right now. When you're going through the storm, you got to study the scriptures before you get into the storm. Because I can guarantee you, I've been serving the Lord for a long time, long time, long time, long time. I can guarantee you that one of the first things that's going to happen when you're going through the storm is that you're going to not look at the Bible. You're not going to go through here. You don't want to go to church. You're not. But it's when you get into the word, then all of a sudden that word begins to boil up in you. And when you're going through. Oh all right. Number two, follow his presence. Somebody say, follow his presence. He says, you're going to take the ark and you're going to walk around the city. You got to put the presence of God in your situation. That's the problem. Many of you, you want to fight, but you want to fight without God. You want to take, you want to, you want to, you want to, you want to fix something in your job, but you don't take God to your job. I don't know who that for, but receive it. You want to, you, I don't know why I have all these problems at your job. I really don't know why you have problems. They're haters. You ain't got that much fans. Why are we always trying to talk about haters? You ain't even got fans, bro. What you talking about? Ain't nobody know you. Who are you? Right? So if you got problems, if you, see, I don't walk with problems in my job. I walk with favor in my job. I walk with favor. I walk into my job with favor. And when the enemy is trying to plant in my head that they're talking about me, uh-uh, I got favor. And instead of avoiding the person that you think is talking about you, why don't you show up and see what it is that the devil don't want you to do for that person? Oh, I got real tight now. Instead of running and trying to butching child here and there, and you see that there's some tension, you be like, that got to be that there's an assignment with this individual. So I'm going to go, God. Go ahead and give me favor. Hey, I don't know what's going on with you, but I'm praying for you. I got you. You're in my knees. I feel like God got a blessing. Somebody say, go with the presence. It's the same principle God has been teaching them from the beginning. So from the beginning, he says, whenever the cloud goes up and moves, guess what you got to do? When I move, you move. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> he says when the present stops some of us we trying to move without God and if God haven't said nothing you shouldn't do nothing alright here, 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 here number three keep your worship keep your worship keep your worship somebody say keep your worship he says the priest priest, the priest represented the worship. Whenever the priest was around, that means worship was going to happen. That's what I said. You got to be careful getting used to something. Sometimes you walk, you walk around the priest so long that you, you know, te manda. You know? So he says, no, no. The, when the, whenever the priest show up, that means it's time for worship. So he says, tell the priest to walk in front of them. They're going to lead the worship. Some of us have to be in front so we can lead the worship with our family. We're going to shut this down. Wait, but that's my favorite TV show. But today is not the day for that. Because we got some assignments to fulfill. And so we need to convert this into a time of worship. Ah, come on, Holy Ghost. He says, tell them to walk with the horn and, and tell them to walk and follow them. And everybody follow because people want to follow. Listen, don't take it. Don't, don't mistreat what your guys got here. But take it higher. Take that worship higher. 
that when people see TOC, they were like, we want to we wanna duplicate what or replicate what they're doing because there's an anointing, there's a worship that comes out. I'm telling you, you think I saw right here, I've seen at least 15, 20 men just worshiping God. That's not everywhere. You don't see that everywhere. I can promise you. Listen, I've been in church for a long time, long time. I preach a men's conference, men's ministry, men did this, that, and the dirt. You don't see that all the time. Typically, men. Over here, y'all acting fools. And that's good because we're acting fools. Because my belief is if I was bumping and grinding at the club, how is it that I'm going to come to church now and now I got to stand cute and pretty so you can check out my outfit? Now, when I was in the club, I was dancing, driving. And now that I'm in the Holy Ghost, I'm going to try and dance for the Lord too. I shall dance like David dance. Because I'm going to worship. That's what, that's what, you know, his, his wife was like, oh, you look like a fool. Ain't you a distinguished gentleman? I sure am, and I'm going to show you how to distinguish worship. So, so keep your worship. Let me go. Number four, say number four. Stay obedient. Stay obedient. This is a hard one for you guys. Because it's a hard one for me. Because, you know, we want to do things our way. God gave him instructions. Somebody say there's instructions. And when there's instructions, you cannot deviate from them. When, they, when we tell you this is how you should do it, guess what? You see how they don't even want to talk back to me now. Rebels. 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 Come on, parents. When I give instructions, I expect you to do it how? Oh, but, 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 but I thought it was better if we did it this way. Nobody asked you what's better. I know it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. They took the time. That's not my problem. Y'all holler at him. God, God, God don't need you. To work it out for your favor because, you know, this is a little tough, God. Seven days fast, I could do three. I know we don't fast no more. That's, that's almost antiquated now. Um, but where I come from, I needed God to do something. Sometimes you learn how to take the plate and put it upside down. And until God didn't respond, we were fasting and praying and calling on the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody. See, it got quiet in this Pentecostal church. We're Presbyterians now. <laughs> My wife said, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. <laughs> but God says, I got instructions for you. This is the rule. Walk the wall. Now, this wasn't going around the block, ladies and gentlemen. Because I could do it if it was just around the block. But the Bible tells us that the walls were so great, that the walls of Jericho were so great, people lived on top. So that means not only was it big, tall, it was thick. People were chilling up there. He says, walk around it. Now, here's my problem. Not you. Not you, not you because you look like you fit. Let me see them legs, though. Because that's how we know. If you miss leg day or not. <laughs> Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Not you, me. God tells them, walk around one time, the seventh day, seven times. And in my mind, I immediately saw myself thinking, bro, but I just walked 40 years in the desert. Now, I know you don't talk to God like that. You talk to him very reverence, very respectful and all that. But me and God, you know, papito. But you're talking about walk the wall, around this wall, one time. This ain't going around the block. This, this, this is serious, God. And I just finished walking 40 years in the desert. I just, I just finished walking in the desert in the heat. Then you made me cross this Jordan. And now you're telling me I got to walk again? I'm thinking you're going to 
going to do this like right now, right now. Like you don't like, what's up? And God says, one time per day, seven times the last day. And you're going to be quiet when you're doing it. Because you know some people, they'll do what you tell them to do, but how are they doing it? <laughs> Kids are. I don't even understand why I got doing it. What you said? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, I, that's what I thought you said. You know, you know, you know. What you said? God said you're going to do it and you're going to be, mira, calladito. And you're going to have a smile. Don't mess it up. Look at your neighbor. Don't mess it up. Because any sudden thing you do will set you back. Any, any, any mistake on your part can set you back. He says you're going to do it. Not like this. Like that. With the smile. Because you got to stay obedient. Listen to me. Understanding can wait. Obedience cannot. I don't understand why we walked 40 years. You're going to make me walk again for seven days? Seven times in one day? This ain't around the block, God. This is serious. I thought it was suddenly. Seven days, one time per day, seven times the last day. You're going to be quiet while you're doing it. Because understanding can wait. Obedience. I don't understand why you're making me do it this way, God. Come on, let's be real. Let's be let's 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 be, let's let's humanize the text. Let's humanize the text because we sometimes make it so overly spiritual and you forget that there is a context that's human. I'm frustrated, God. I'm tired. What you mean? You just cut me off a little while ago. You told me now I gotta walk. I don't need you to understand why I'm telling you to do this. I just need you to do it. But I'm going to tell you why. Somebody say, tell me. Because they didn't understand that in Joshua chapter 1 verse 3, God told them, well, I will give you every place. Somebody say, every place. Where you set your foot. He says, I'm going to give you every place where you set your foot. So there's this thing about walking. That was good, right? Numbers chapter 11, verse 24. He said, every place where you set your foot will be yours. Your territory will extend. In other words, listen, listen. Oh, I got, okay, here. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the Euphrates River to the Mediterranean Sea. Now, in your mind, you don't understand what the heck I just said. Because you don't have a context. You don't know how to measure that. You've never been there, so you don't know. Let's just say God is not saying, if you walk from here to the corner, that's all I'm giving you. God is saying, if you walk the city of Port St. Lucie, it's yours. Now, I don't even know how big this city is. But that's, that, that, and that's a small comparison. So let me put it this way. He says, as far as you're willing to walk, it's as far as I'm willing to bless you. He says, as far as if, if you get tired, then that's all it is. And he says, but if you keep walking, I'll give it to you. Some of us, we, we limit God because we get tired in the way. Some of us limit what we're capable of receiving because we get too comfortable in our, in our, and then, or we complain, my back hurts, my legs hurt, get yourself some good shoes. That's why you got to be in preparation, you got to be fit, because there's a walk in the kingdom of God that requires, that's what God told the prophet, he says, get up and eat, 
Because you still got a long journey. I need, I, yeah, you're resting now, but eventually you're going to have to get yourself back up, get yourself composed, stop throwing yourself a pity party, stop being depressed and anxious and over and all this other good stuff that you like to call yourself. He said, because you still got a long ways to go. So he says, he says, if you follow, if you follow, if you walk it out, Genesis chapter 11, he tells him, the Lord said to Abram, after, remember I told you that God didn't speak to Abram to after Lot got away, you know, bye, gotta go. And now God speaks to him and he says, look around to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west, all the land. Somebody say all the land that you see, I will give you and your offspring. How far do you see? He says, verse 16, I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring can be counted. Verse 17, go, walk through the length and breadth of the land. For I have given it to you. He says, if you could walk it out, I'll give it to you. If you can put your foot on it, it's yours. If you can walk, it's, it's, it's almost like God is saying, if you can walk to the sliding doors, the motion sensor will receive you and the doors will open for you. All right, number five, praise in advance. He says, when you have walked the walk, he says, you're going to hear a sound. Somebody say, I'm going to hear a sound. Because there's a season for silence and there's a season for praise. There's a season for silence and there's a season for praise. He says, when you hear the sound of the horns playing for a long period of time, he says, that's the moment to praise. That's your moment to shout. That's why, that's why, listen up church, when we up here, us leaders tells you, open up your mouth and shout, that's not the time to be internal. You know what that means, right? She said yes. <laughs> it's not the time when we say, open up your mouth and shout. That's not the time to say. I just pray and turn. No, 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 no. There's a, there's a, there's some things that you unlock when you open up this mouth. There's some things that you release when you open up your mouth. When your sound of heaven comes, you got to meet it with the sound of your praise. You got to meet it with the voice. God wants to hear your voice. He says, open up your mouth. Shout, 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 shout. I'm tired. I didn't ask you if you was tired. I tell you to shout. He says, shout, open up your mouth. Shout, shout, shout. Let it come from the river, from the inside, from the diaphragm. You know how to yell. You know how to scream. You know how to call on the name of God. This is not the time. That's how I know you all messed up. I'm talking shout and you're doing this. Nobody said clap. I said open up your mouth and say yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, somebody say praise in advance. He says, when you hear the sound, you praise. And when you praise, see, that's what you mess up. You don't realize that it's unlocking something. So when they heard the sound, the walls were still in existence. The wall had not moved. There was nothing budging. There was no dust falling down. There was no crack being heard. There was no hole being made. The wall was still there. But God said, when I hear the sound, I need to release the sound. So when they began to release the sound, then the Bible says that the wall began to tremble. That the dust began to fall. That there was holes and cracks in every corner. Because it's not a until you open up your mouth and begin to praise God in advance for what he has not done, but he is about to. Go ahead, take 30 seconds and praise him. Forget about your neighbor. Forget about your back problems, your neck problems, your hunger problems, your money problem, your relationship problem. Take 30 seconds and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I worship Oh, you see, you're getting quiet now. You're getting tired now. You're getting tired. You got to praise until every nook and cranny of that wall comes down. Until the whole wall. 
6. He says, march straight forward. Stay standing. I'm done. If you stay standing, I'll finish faster. Number 6. March forward. Somebody say, march straight forward. When the walls came down, they marched. When the doors opened, don't hesitate. I'm going to say that again. When the doors open, don't hesitate. Here's what you need to understand. That when the walls came down, there was rubbish. And they had to climb over and get there. You, you're looking at the rubbish and you're thinking, man, it still worked. But God said, you're a fool. You didn't even realize I brought it to your level. He says, at the beginning, the wall was real tall. It was hard. I couldn't see up there. I couldn't see everything that was happening. He says, but I'm making it so that when you get to it, the wall, the wall will crumble and you can be able to walk right over it. Some of you here are, should be excited because God is going to make you walk over those situations. God is making you walk over the things that are blocking you from obtaining your blessing. Somebody say amen. amen. And the last one. Somebody say the last one. Don't compromise. The instructions were very clear for Israel. He says, when you get in the city, destroy everything, everything, everything. Somebody say everything. Everything, everything. Got to go. But there was one that looked at some things and was like, wait a minute, this looks good. Because worse than failure, sometimes success can be. Because some of us, when we obtain success, we begin to limit. Because we got comfortable with the level of success that we've obtained. So God says, I'm going to give you all these lands, but you're stuck in the one land. And the reason why this happens to us is because since we're coming from the desert, this is better than the desert. Come on. This is better than the desert. Well, at least I can chill right here. This is good. But God says, mm -mm, you're, if you do that, you're messing up what I have for you. Remember, the vision is far. It's extensive. It's long. What am I trying to say? That God says, if you compromise and you begin to take what I told you not to take, this ain't yours yet. He says, there's more to conquer. There's more to obtain. And as I said earlier today, I'll say it in the English service so that you can have that context. I felt God kept telling me in the worship service of the first service, this ain't nothing. What TOC have been experienced and seeing and going through, it's nothing. Because there's more. Come on, somebody say this more. But there's only more if you don't compromise. In other words, in other words, in other words, pastor, we got more worship leaders coming through. I'm going to chill out. Nope, that's not the time to chill out. That's the time to keep working. This is the time to pour into the people that are coming in. Oh, the church is getting full. Praise God. But it ain't time for you to quit. See, it got quiet in here now. It got quiet in here. He says, this ain't the time. He says, the first victory is not the only victory. There's still things I got for you to do, but you cannot settle. You cannot compromise, and you cannot say I quit. So every time, every time you're explaining the vision, tell them, but this ain't nothing. Somebody say, this ain't nothing. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The praise and worship here is heavy. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. That's not even half of what God can do. That's not even a little bit. So you imagine if we don't compromise and we stay committed and we stay focused and we allow God to do the work that he said he's going to do. And you don't settle and you say, come with me, I'm going to do the work. I promise you, I promise you, healing will take place before we even call for healing. Miracles will happen before we even call for miracles. Doors will open before we even ask for them to open. Blessings will just begin to come from all over the place. And we're not going to, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? He said, I told you I'm bringing you to a place of transition. It's a sudden transition. It's a sudden move. But you got to keep marching forward. You got to keep going forward. You cannot let the walls keep you from going. You cannot let the problems keep you from moving forward. Every hand help. Every hand help. All right, come on. I'm done. I'm done. Worship team, if you want to come and just lead into worship, I'm done. My stomach says it's time. 
Somebody say march straight forward. That's important because some of us will march, but we will march backwards. That's what the people of Israel said. They said, let us find us leaders that will take us back. Whenever somebody wants to take you back, you need to cut ties with them. Whenever they say, you remember when we, sorry, bye. It was nice hanging out with you, but I can't go back there no more. Because the word of the Lord is to march. But you're going to start doing that now? Yes, I am. Because the word of the God of God is to what? March. Look at your neighbor and tell them march forward. Somebody say march forward. Every hand lifted up. We're going to pray right now. Every hand lifted up. Listen, God did whatever he needed to do today in this place. There's only one thing that you can do. That is to accept the word and to take action based on that word. And if you can believe God that you can go forward and that you can conquer the very things he said you can conquer. And the thing is that it's already conquered. You just got to walk. And as you walk, it will be manifested. It will happen. But you lift up your hands right there where you are and you say, Pastor, that is me. I, I needed this word. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare for every heart, every ear, every hand, every spirit, every person who would receive this word. Who would say, this is my word. It was good. It was funny. There was some entertainment in it, Lord. But it was prophetic. It was profound. And it was an on time. So I will receive it. Say, I receive the word that is for me. And I apply what I need to do to make this word fulfill in my life. In the name of Jesus, I declare and I decree that every wall will come down. That every wall will come down. That every stronghold will be brought down that every doubt will flee in the name of Jesus. I cancel out every voice that speaks to you right now and says it won't happen, it cannot happen, it shall not happen. And I overturn that voice and declare that it will happen, it shall happen, and it has happened. In the name of Jesus, I declare, and if you believe it, take 30 seconds and begin to worship. Open up your mouth!